hello. Would it be an Oh What a Marvel Hawkeye show if we didn't miss our release target? Not once, but nearly <laughs> twice. That is the way that we like to do things here. I am Dean, and I am joined by... He's going to introduce himself not only to you, but also to me. So that's that's how we're doing it today. So ha- ha- happy to have you. I'm Steve. I'm here... Um... By request of the wonderful Josh Rayner, who we write together at DC Comics News. And uh, obviously, I'm on the DC Comics News podcast amongst many other things. But I want to talk about uh, Kate and Clint. So we'll talk about all the other stuff after the important stuff. Kate and Clint. Yeah. we. I mean, we get Kate and Clint. I mean, we get them eventually. We have to wait, like, a whole episode. Um, so that's good that they released both of these which i think had more to do yeah. with like lining up with the boba fett um release mm-hmm. schedule and everything like that um but it, it works out nicely because i think a lot of people would have been pissed if they kind of just got what would have been a, the first episode mostly kate yeah um which is great you know nothing yes. wrong with that but the show is not called kate it's um called it's called hawkeye and we've heard of him we want we want to see him. So let's rewind a little bit because um, this opening scene is great. Um, I really like this opening scene. We get the um, Battle of New York from from the perspective of just normal people, you know. Yeah. And I always want more of that stuff. I want to see more of like the existential crises that people are having when they're seeing these like giant leviathans flying over the fucking skylight, which is a great shot. Um uh, how are you feeling? Like, oh, so give me impressions overall and kind of coming into the beginning of this episode. Well, because obviously I didn't know what was what was coming, and being more of a comics nerd than a TV and movie nerd, um, I was just as excited to see Kate Bishop as I was Clint. So both Hawkeyes in one show, well, two out of the three comics Hawkeyes in one show, um, really had me excited. But seeing the way they adapted her origin to include the first Avengers movie and the Battle of New York and all of that. I just thought, yeah, this is cool. <laughs> Obviously, it was just brilliant seeing because I remember Hawkeye taking the shot at the Chitari heading towards that skyscraper, and they included that. And then seeing her develop that hero worship from day one just added to the stakes and made her a character viewers wanted to know about who might not have heard of her because they're not comics nerds from the get-go. So, yeah, brilliant opening scene. Really well. Yeah, it's really fun um, what you say about how, like, it looks like they've literally used, like, one of the specific, like, yeah that he has from the Avengers. Like, this slot's so, like, perfectly in there. Because, you know, like, in um, Batman v Superman, right, they do the um, the opening scene where, yes. where Bruce Wayne is... He's in the battle um, in yeah. Metropolis. So obviously, we all know that that was never intended to be the case. Yeah. And the same thing is true here, but it just felt like that that was going on in there. Absolutely. Like, I want to go back and watch the Avengers. I want to zoom yeah. in and see if Hayley Steinfeld <laughs> is in there from the future <laughs> as an adult. I thought the exact same thing as I did my missus. Let's watch like, Avengers again. <laughs> I really believe that you could go back and zoom in and she's just right in there, you oh, know. Yeah. She but then be, um, but... you say um, you're a big comic book fan, which mm. is cool because it makes me want to bring something up. This opening title it. sequence, they um, oh, they yeah. completely steal this from the um, from the run Absolutely. that they. I'm assuming that a lot of this um, 
this whole show is going to be based on. We don't know how the plot's going to like shake it. out. Yeah, but yeah, they they rip the um like the artwork and the design and aesthetic and everything straight from the comics, which is really cool. But also, I did happen to read that the this artist is not getting any credit or pay for this, so what? that kind of bums me out a little bit. Um, I believe it's David Ayer is the yeah. artist. Um, that's wrong. And um, yeah, him and Matt Fraction just nowhere near this, you know, creatively or royalty wise, as it were. That is out of order. So that bums me out. So let's get back to shilling for Disney. Yes. Um, <laughs> so, so, so Kate's dad dies in the Battle um, of New York, and the mum does what any self respecting parent would do afterwards at the funeral no less yeah i see you've just been through a traumatic experience yeah sure you can have a bow and arrow that's fine she just flat out asked her mum for a bow and arrow and she's just like yeah i guess that's the direction my kid's life is going in now like how supportive is that it's, it... it depends which way you look at it sometimes it's like hang on um what if she uses the bow and arrow on herself or her friends or the other version is um well actually she's lost enough let's give her what she wants and maybe it'll help her through this. So, 50-50 uh, horses for courses. Really? Because, like, cause she's got, like, she's doing, like, martial arts, so they're, like, they're training her up, you know. She she might as well be going to the fucking island from Green Arrow at this yeah. point and just, like, going through the trials of, of whatever it is. But, like, gives her the bow and arrow. We find out later on, I think, in episode two that she's, been given like a supply of credit cards that she just has and like access to like you know places to hide and like her mum is just like the reluctant like ultimate enabler. person in a chair yeah <laughs> like what are you doing and, and you're constantly scolding her for running off putting herself and other people in danger mm. but you bought her the bow and arrow gave her a credit card you might as well just buy her a private jet and let her be batman at that point <laughs> Um, but that's fine, absolutely fine. I've got my notes here. Um, but I apparently I only have the notes for one episode twice. <laughs> okay, and I'm trying to I'm just trying to figure out which. Um, I believe I have the notes for episode two. So that's where I'm at. Pinpoint accuracy, guys. Um, on this Hawkeye show, that's what we're getting. Where do we Where do we go next? What am I? You want? We've got to you talk about me? the bell tower, surely. The bell We've tower, got to talk yeah. About the bell tower. Go on. So she's at some kind of gymnastics, athlete, Olympian school of some kind. I don't know where they are. It's a nice place with a bell tower. And she's on a dare or a bet or something, some kind of like, you know, induction ritual or I don't know what it is. It's like, yeah, I'm just going to shoot the bell and get away with it like it's gonna it's literally a bell it's sole purpose is to notify people all around that something is happening and this is what you choose so i don't know what so i think her mum is paying off the um the principal of this school as well i think she's got her fingers in all the pies and it's dad's money <laughs> i mean that's the thing because at the beginning when they're arguing about losing the apartment it's his apartment and his family's apartment so i just think the mum's just lucky and uh gives everything to uh poor old kate to get rid of her but I that's a nice a, apartment yeah. as well like yeah not off in new york perfect view of Josh. a stark tower 
Ridiculous. Finish the point. of the alien invasion universe. <laughs> You're at the Nexus here. You know, insurance is ridiculous. Do not live in New York. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, that is the show I want. I want a show that's just about an insurance firm. I want a fly on the wall documentary about the insurance firms in the Marvel Universe. There was I think a comic book called Collateral Damage. They need to bring those guys into the Marvel Cinematic Universe because that was literally a series based upon all the insurance brokers and all the real estate people and all the people who suffered every time New York got crapped on by Galactus or to all the, the time. Or that. All the Every time. other week by the sounds of things. And Spidey, come on, Spidey, Daredevil, Jessica Jones, uh, everyone's in New York. So lovely. My favourite city in the world outside of London, but uh, I don't think I'd want to live there. No. Not in the cinema, Marvel Cinematic <laughs> New York anyway. Yeah. You know what? To flip that round, though, it must yeah. really suck to live in London in the MCU because you're just like, nothing's happening. When are we going to get something? Well, there was that one time in that awful Thor movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> Why do we only get Thor 2? <laughs> you guys have got Avengers and Infinity War happening on your doorstep <sighs> and we get to have Thor 2. Happening on a fucking bus. Well, well that's who's great. been destroying London for, for nearly 60 years, so... Yeah. I know what the rules are in Doctor Who with, like, the collateral and, like, the public. Sometimes they all know about the aliens. Sometimes they're surprised. Um, I don't follow that show, but that's a yeah. different that's a different conversation oh, entirely. Yeah, completely. But let's get, we, let's get us back on track. <laughs> let's, get, let's try and stay on target. Let, that's going to be the hashtag. Today. Sorry, Disney. Sorry, Disney. You you don't own Doctor Who yet. Yet. Being the operative phrase. I do not not unsee that happening. How many double negatives can I use? Right. So, so Kate's at school. She gets in trouble with the parent or just the mum. Right. Mm. And then we introduce the step, I guess he's the stepdad character. Um, yes. Armon, is it? Armand's the uncle, yeah, the the stepdad's uncle. That's no uncle, is it? And they say this is Uncle Armand, and he comes in twiddling a fucking rose in his mouth. That's no uncle. No, that's Frank. You... That's Frank, the stepdad, twiddling the rose. Armand's the guy who gets deaded. Oh, okay, I'm getting mixed Probably up. Probably by right. Armand, by Frank well, rather. Here's the thing. So this guy comes fucking waltzing in, and it's like, how is this guy not the villain? Oh, He's literally. He He's a moustache twirling, <laughs> yep, miscellaneous European yep. sword collector. Yep, who's so, actually deadly with a sword, even though he pretends he's not. No mm. mystery whatsoever. This and is where did you get those butter scotches with the Armand anagram from? Oh, is that Uncle's flat? No way, really. <laughs> Fucking, it's all about branding. If you're going to be oh, yes. a villain, you can't just come in as a cliche, literally twirling your fucking moustache. You've got to have branding. You've got to have candy. You've yeah. got to have notebook and pens. And, and you've got to be seducing mum. And you've got to be seducing the mum, which, you know, is every self-respecting miscellaneous European stereotype wants to do is to bang your mum. Oh, dear. Which he would retract his sword once in a while. Know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Um, <laughs> all right. So we bring this in and... I mean, I'm making fun of this stuff, but to be honest, I really don't understand, like, the gravity of the politics here between, you know, Frank and Armand and, like, what what significance 
does the sword have? He's collecting other swords. Why is this one important? It's not like, you know, Hawkeye was running around with like a magical Thanos sword or something, you know, it's just, it's just, it was just a sword that pops in and out, you know, and it, I just don't really see how that factors into the plot because we don't really get a lot of a big sense of where the plot's headed really in these first two episodes. I don't feel like there's really anything driving this whole thing other than need to get the sword, need to get the suit, which in and of themselves are fairly unremarkable. Mm-hmm. I don't Possibly. know. Possibly. Am I being, am I being too harsh? No, but skin because, um, Obviously, being a comics nerd, there are several swords-based characters in uh, the Marvel Universe, uh, one of whom is called yeah. the Swordsman. And his name is Jacques Duquesne, who is French. And um, hmm, he's been a hero. He's been a villain. He trained Hawkeye, the original Hawkeye. Clint yeah, Marvel he's like comics, the mentor so. at the circus or exactly. something like that. So yeah. I'm thinking, could it be? We haven't heard the surname yet, but... We're getting a swordsman, but yes, but but what what is that? How does that tie into like what's what's the um what's the journey for Kate here, rather than just like fangirling and and just throwing you know like teenage douchey stepdad trained her hero. There's a link between the two characters. Yeah, which is pretty weird, but then. We we get the sword, we get we get the show, we 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 kill the bad guy. I mean, we, we Hawkeye hasn't seen him yet, has he? So they, we don't know if they do no, know each exactly, other. Exactly, exactly. Um, I'm waiting for that penny to drop to see if if I'm right, if it is swordsman. But you know. yeah, no. Now that you're saying it, that's starting to click in my head. They didn't come face to face. I thought they did, but mm-hmm. now they haven't. So that's pretty good. Um, I'll tell you one thing. We're speaking of pretty good. What we, what's good? We like an establishing shot. What we don't like is between every fucking scene, we've got to do like 18 Christmas-themed establishing shots. Where <sighs> every time we go between Kate and, and Clint in this episode, it was just taking me out of it. Like, we get it. We know it's Christmas. You know, the de- these decorations in the background, that you know, they, they worked the... um. Some Christmas music into the school. They even followed the us on the show, really Dean. Look, it's it's, <laughs> it's everywhere. It's fucking everywhere. Like, <laughs> no, I don't. I don't mind yeah. the decorations and stuff that mm. are like in the scenery and in the set. But it was just the overuse of like the helicopter establishing shots. Like they really want you to feel like this is die hard. But do you know what really annoyed me about all of that? They Go talked on. about the Rockefeller tree, and we didn't see the Rockefeller tree. I don't even know what that is. I mean, it's a tree, but, Mate, you know. it's the tree. Um, the only place more magical than Disney at Christmas is New York. And, uh, yeah, well, go there. One one time for Christmas, be there. It's the best. And that tree, the fact that they talked about it and didn't show it really annoyed me. There you go. There you go. Like, you want your cameos. You you want your kingpins in there. You yep. want your swordsman. What your you Kevin really McAllister's. Want. You want you want a tree. That's what that's what the real fans are waiting to see is the Rockefeller tree. Damn straight. Um, so they've set that up for um, a major appearance in episode three. We've teased that up um, right before Hawkeye and Swordsman come face to face and 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 hash oh, out their bitter the old rivalry. Josh, thank you, Josh. That's beautiful. 
So are you tell is that basically the Batman Returns tree? Is that what that is? Pretty much. Gotham, New York, New York, Gotham. Same yeah, shit, it's, it's the same yeah. thing, right? I, I, I want waiting for um, Max Shrek to, to hit a big red button and all <laughs> the bats Selena come out. out. Selena comes falling out the window, <laughs> hits the floor. Um, oh, so, damn. Yeah. Wrong franchise. Let's go back to this. Wrong thing. franchise. we got <laughs> no no cats in this episode. We do get Pizza Dog. We yeah, do get the we, we get the dog, and I, I I know of him. I haven't read this run, but I've heard enough people gush about it to have heard of Pizza Dog. But um, the whole the whole crux of this first episode, Kate sums up in a line actually, because she's just like, "Yeah, I beat up some guys, saved the dog." That's literally this whole episode. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's a fun moment. Like, if you're gonna do something, save a dog. But, you know, we go from the Battle of New York at the beginning of this to, okay, so it's just a creepy sword collector and I'm saving a dog. I just don't know where the... I don't know, I'm just not feeling the stakes, man. It's not like... And I just feel with all these establishing shots, it's very dialogue-heavy, these first two episodes. Not all of the jokes are landing. And I don't know. uh, I think it's got to be a comic thing then. It's got to be a comic thing because obviously reading the comics and obviously tracksuit mafia and everything else with it for me was just like, oh, is this game where I think it's going? So obviously it's a different journey. So maybe Marvel, maybe I was wrong. I keep thinking that Marvel diverged too far from the comics, but this time they probably stayed too close to it and lost uh, the the average audience of TV viewers and moviegoers. Maybe. Yeah, it was great. Because obviously I got the swordsman thing and, yeah. and the guest uh, villain at the end of uh, episode two. I recognised her too, but obviously many, 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 many people. <laughs> Speaking of um, staying too close to things, right? So after another set of establishing shots, we, we meet with Clint and we're at the theatre, right? For the um, the Avengers, the for the Avengers musical, right? God, it's bad. Um, oh. Well, because you see a sign that says Rogers the Musical, but I thought he was at Avengers the Musical, which made me mm-hmm. think, are they doing like a whole like branching out of all the different franchises into their own individual musicals, which is brutal. Oh, um, but here's the thing. So we, we, we catch up there with um, him and him and the family. He's having some quality time with his family at the Avengers musical. And then he's having like all these like PTSD flashbacks, right? Because, you know, the battles and 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 that and all of this stuff, and then and then we find out that they chose to go to this musical. I thought that that he was going to be there on some kind of like you know premiere like publicity duty kind of thing, but he chose to go to this when he's got Avengers battle PTSD, and they just thought fuck it, I'll spend some time with the family and take them to a. A triggering it's what you do for the kids, musical for the kids. That's <laughs> what you do for your kids. They obviously pulled kids. a Matt Fraction on poor old Clint. They, they, they didn't include Matt Fraction's name in the credits for the opening titles, and they didn't invite poor old Clint to a musical which he's a part of. Damn it! And then they even put who in it? Ant Man wasn't even there. What yeah. the hell? I like that line. I thought that was fun. <laughs> he wasn't even there. Um, which. He's great. He was. I mean, maybe he was. You just didn't see him. Yes. You want to make make everyone go back and watch everything. What 
what are you doing if that's not what your primary concern is with these shows? Exactly. Um, so he's at the musical, then he's like, and then he sees um, something about the suit. The suit's gone missing, and he sees this on the news. Kate's stolen it from the auction. She's running around beating up guys and saving dogs, as we established. And then he's just like, Yep, I guess I gotta go. Like after saying, you know, I will definitely be here for Christmas. Don't worry, it's only six days until Christmas. I am going to be back home for Christmas. Did I mention three that days? I later. will be home for Christmas. <laughs> so we know this motherfucker is not getting back for Christmas, but we're gonna learn a valuable lesson in the process of missing Christmas. He's gonna find a new family with with Fangirl Kate. Uh, but here's the thing. Why is this suit and the shorts so damn important to him? What does it do to him if anyone has this suit? There's nothing remarkable about it. You can't ID him from the suit, I presume, unless he's got no, like his name written on it's it. It's the opposite. When he was Ronin, he was nasty. He did some horrible things because of what had happened to the world. He wasn't Hawkeye anymore. He was like a man on the edge and he made some dangerous enemies. He knows anyone wearing that suit is a target. Well, we saw Kate wore the suit for one night. Her place gets firebombed. That's yeah. what he wants. He wants to get that suit out of the public eye because whoever wears it is probably going to get killed violently. That's I, what it is. I completely agree. However, you said it yourself. The suit gets firebombed in the apartment. They go back and get it out. Why not just leave it to burn? What it doesn't is... burn. It's a superhero suit. Oh, it's a superhero. So don't give <laughs> well, we me saw that it. Bullshit. The Marpers took it. You just saw it in perfect. Bury, bury it. Bury the suit. They just. He wants I to destroy just don't, it. Just wants. So what? They've got to take it to fucking Mount Doom and drop it in the volcano. Exactly. They've got to get Frodo to save the day. <laughs> I just. I don't know, man. I just don't feel like the these little like disparate like. The reds are really they're just not it's not hooked me the show looks great it's shot really well the score is great i love how they mix in the christmas stuff with the score i hate it when they do again with the establishing shots and the quick like blast of the christmas song just like we get it mix it in with the score that was really well done um the action's really well done we don't get a lot but it's it's not too like over the top like super flashy you know it's not full on Winter Soldier, but they they dip their toe, and I don't. I think it would have taken me out to be honest. If I think the action was too good, because this is very like grounded in, you know, just the inter character kind of interactions, and just you know, this just feels very low level, like what we established at the beginning with the Avengers battle. We see the Leviathan, you know, this it does maintain that throughout. Um, but I don't know. Uh, I feel like the, the pacing is just slow. It just feels slow. I, I loved it. I mean, obviously, that that's the whole point of having two people on the show for different views, because I honestly thought, so far of all the Marvel series, this probably ranks joint favourite with me with Loki. I don't think there was... Mm. Uh, I actually thought the pacing in Falcon and Winter Soldier was even slower and, and worse. The action was too far spread. And I love the buddy cop interactions we're going to get or are already getting with Kate and 
Clint. Mm-hmm. I like the family dynamics. I love the characters they're introducing, obviously. But then again, I've clearly come in more as a comic book nerd, so I'm probably that's why I'm enjoying it more. So yeah. yeah. I mean, we got the. Um, I really like Falcon and the Winter Soldier, yeah. and I feel like we do get a lot of the same stuff in that that we get here. I just feel like, and it's done better. You know, you've got the family dynamic with um with Sam and his sister and the boat and that whole situation, and then the the buddy cop element with with Bucky and Sam. And obviously, I think it maybe it's a bit unfair because they've had you know several movies and and stuff yeah. to kind of develop some chemistry and everything. So, and I do like the chemistry between um, Kate and Clint. I just, I just don't feel the uh, there's just the, the the jokes are fine. You know, I'm not eye rolling at them like I would be in some of the other stuff. But I just feel like it's just missing a little bit of a little bit of snap, you know. And I think that shows in in both the the writing of like the dialogue and also like the overall story arc with the plot. I just want something, you know, even give me something like at the end of the second episode to like really, really get me, you know, speculating or just excited for for, for where we're going, you know. Yeah, I, again, I, I feel the opposite. I think they've done just enough. And the introduction of Echo at, at the end of episode two is genius because obviously Clint in the comics has been established that he's deaf um, for, for decades and they've only just brought that into the series now. Um, yeah, that, that's a bit weird. Yeah. yeah. But Echo is a Marvel villain who's also deaf and, but with a twist, but obviously I don't want to give too much away because obviously we've just met her. We want to see episodes three and, and, and on onwards to see if she's uh, like her comic book counterpart. So I'm, the opposite i'm loving it and i think what they're doing is spot on but again I've, i'm seeing it through different different set of lenses to yourself yeah so. i sure um i've seen i've read some stuff with um with echo in she she popped up in some of the new avengers stuff mm-hmm. um that i was reading but i don't know much about the character specifically so i don't mm-hmm. know what the twist is um and i just think quiet. a lot of people not really knowing you know like it's just it's just a person that you see at the end of the episode. There's no distinguishable like thing about her that you get from the, the brief appearance that you know. And if I'm not hooked and I know who the character is, you know, I don't know. I've not really followed the the online discourse to be honest. So I, I try not to watch. Neither have I. I, I refuse to because I only saw the two episodes today. So um, I've avoided the internet like the plague, which is very hard to do considering what I do for a living, but never mind. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not hearing anything strong either way, which I don't know know if that's good. I only speak to guys on the sites and everyone on the sites. Again, we're all comic book writers, readers and reviewers. So the, the consensus from the comics fans has been really good. I don't know what it's been like from the TV and movie fans as much. But the comic fans are ten are, are loving it so far. Yeah. Which is I think probably similar with Eternals as well, right? You know, that was kind of had this very slow, um, different kind of pace to it and a lot of you know, kind of went deeper on the comic book stuff. But whereas this is like a more like grounded thing, you're not expecting mm. to have to know like loads about all this like cosmic lore and all of this like alternate wonderful magical universes but then like you're saying you've got all these little things like 
you know, like with the dog and the and the tracksuit mafia and like the fucking swordsman. Who's well versed in the swordsman, man? Like we're not ready for this shit. <laughs> like I will. He was follow an Avenger a, for years and years and years. So I will follow a raccoon to the ends of the universe, and I do and not, Squirrel Girl and Squirrel Girl bring it on. But swordsman, <laughs> um, I mean. He does, the actor does look like the character, like out of the costume, at least. We've, I don't know if we'll see him. Only the Tash. That's it. That's all it is, isn't it? That's just, that's a defining character trait. I mean, you can write that for for many series and, and seasons to go. Just, he's European. He's got a Tash. And his yeah, name's Jack. Yeah, of course it is. <laughs> of course it is. But yeah, let's have a look at um. I feel like what well, we've we really gone much into episode two. Not really. Um. So well, you know. So there's the fire in the apartment. They still take the suit because the suit's not going to burn or melt. Apparently, that's fine. <laughs> um. I love the stuff with um. There, it's like oh, we need to get supplies, and she's oh, and she's like brilliant. oh, what like Avengers supplies, brilliant. and it's like. Then it just cuts to them in like the convenience store buying like aspirin and Love stuff, it. and she's just casually walking around with a bow on her shoulder in the fucking store, which a little bit weird, but I'll let you I enjoyed the moment. I loved it, and that's when we get the reveal of the mum gave her credit cards as well, so she's just fucking stopped to go on a vigilante rampage around anywhere she chooses. Thanks, mum. Um. Hashtag parenting oh, done right. Yes. <laughs> okay. So then, so then they're splitting. They're splitting ways, right? Because um, that Ronin, there's some stuff on the news. Hawker's like, okay, now there's even more. I'm going to leave you. Going to go some more, on a walk through the city with some more establishing shots. <laughs> um, he says, hopefully, this is the last time I have to see you, Kate. Kate's having dinner with Mum and the bad guy. And then Hawkeye's had his suit stolen by a LARPA. I love that. And we get into this <laughs> very long bit that. about Hawkeye mm. going LARPing. Do we need this? Do we really need this? Yes, represent my people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all about it. I'm all about it. Um, but like this, this, this scene, I want to say scene, this is like a good chunk of the episode is... I've got to go, that guy's got my suit. Oh, okay, but now I've got to sign up. I can't just walk up to him and just take the suit. Okay, now the guy's got, like, requests, and I've got to, like, play the whole match and then lose the fight and, and the duel at the end. And it's just like, dude, just just knock him out. Knock him the <laughs> fuck out. Take He's a suit. hero, damn it. You can't knock out an innocent guy. So... so so worried about how dangerous this suit is that we can't let it burn. We can't just throw it at the sun. You know, we can't get fucking. You <laughs> That's know, what he wants to do. He wants to take it so to come he can take it. it to Stark Industries for some fucker to melt it because no other means will destroy it. But then it's not that important. You know, he's got there's, there's this kid involved now. There could be mafia dudes showing up to kill this kid or exactly. him or his family. And he's just like, yeah, well, I'll, I'll play along with this LARPing bit for half the episode. That's absolutely fine. 
And then lo and behold, now he can't make the flight to get back to the family. See how it all works out. We come all full circle. You keep in count of the days here. Yes. Um, because I, I hate it when they do stuff like that in shows and movies where they're like, we only have six hours to get back to this thing. And then like they do like eight weeks worth of stuff in between getting back for the for the six hour timer to go ding. Um but that's fine. You keep track of the days. I'll, I'll just lose notes for half the episode and keep track of the other half. Um, so then we get Kate, who does make it back to her family. She's having dinner with the family, not not having fun, just grilling the stepdad. Like this is like this stuff is like out of a Disney Channel movie, man. This is like the fucking Parent Trap or some it shit. It really is. I loved it because uh, <laughs> it's, it's pure Disney. <laughs> it's purely I thought. Hang on, they've veered off the course here. This is no longer an MCU film or an MCU series. All of a sudden, it's the anti-parent trap, and it, rather than the evil stepmom, it's the evil stepdad who could also be a vigilante stroke murderer. And what? But yeah, I, I just like the it's the twist. It's not. It wasn't like your generic first opening introduction to a Marvel hero thing because that's what I was expecting it to be. I was expecting another Captain America one, Iron Man one, um, it, but it was not because just because of Kate. And I really want this to slowly stop being Clint's show and become Kate's show because we've already got Sam as Captain America. We're going to get Kate as the new Hawkeye. Yolana is the new Black Widow, a whole new generation of heroes before eventually, yes, all the classics come back. But we need a bit of fresh blood after some of the not best, greatest Marvel films recently. So I think this series and the ones that come before it are going to help shake things up a little bit. Yeah, I just I can't help but feel like the look and feel of this show is like they want it to be like born identity. But then the writing is like Lizzie fucking Maguire. I just... I don't know. Well, Jeremy Renner was uh, the not born in the born and not born fourth film. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I don't like you, stepdad, and I'm going to challenge you to a fencing match. And now we're doing fencing mm-hmm. in uh, just in the house. Like, you know, any, when you're a kid and you tell your mum you don't like the new boyfriend, it's just like, shut up and go to your room. We're having wine and dinner and having sex okay it's not oh sure yeah just hang around and have a fucking three round fencing tournament in the in the in the hallway if i got home from uni and my house was suddenly full of swords and this dude with an evil mustache who is clearly about as um safe as poison is sniffing around my mum and they're suddenly engaged out of nowhere i think yeah, I'm not having any of this. You sword fella, get your sword out. Yeah. I mean, the metal one. Yeah, the the mum is clearly at fault in this situation. Oh, she, no doubt. She she From bought Kate one. the bow. She trained, let her do all this stuff. Give her the credit cards. Give her the the private jet and all of that stuff. And the way she just suckers in for this guy, like she just like she's under like a fucking brain spell. It's like the guy's fucking purple man from jessica jones or something she's just mm. blindly following along with him he's clearly a fucking wrong and dude 
you're a Brit, I'm a Brit. We know how the Americans fall for a foreign accent. It's just like it's our it's our magic. Yeah, they 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 love us. Um, I walk around just you know, yes, well, we're always just reading the um, phone book, and I, it's like the Pied Piper. They just um, just back yeah. back up there. Just got a backlog going on. So back on track, back on track. Um, Rewind. Hawkeye gets kidnapped by a bunch of dudes from a van very easily. They literally just smash him once with so a hilarious. bat, and and that's it. He's he's out. I mean, I mean, I know he hasn't got the bow and arrow, but come on, he did it he, on purpose. He wanted to get caught, and then Kate messed it up. He could have just had. A, he could have just made it look convincing, have a little bit of a wonder. Because even they say, like, well, that was easy. We just captured an Avenger. But they all shit themselves when he breaks out the handcuffs. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> he planned that. He said, I've got to go get captured. He actually says it. Yeah. Just, <laughs> have these bad guys, have they not seen like every movie where the trope the is that the bad, bad guy has to get captured just ever. to get the one over? Worst bad guys ever. I love them. They're it's, brilliant. It's they're the so inept. <laughs> yep. get, you know they're going to get captured on purpose to break out. It's what the Joker did in The Dark Knight. It's what... Moriarty did in the fucking Sherlock Holmes movie. It's, it's what everyone wants to do. But see, it's, what... but it's usually the bad guys getting captured on purpose. This time, it was this good is, old Clint. This is why they should know. <laughs> this They know better. They no, but these bad guys better. are rubbish bad guys. They're crap bad guys. They're bad, bad guys. Then don't put them in the TV shows that I'm watching, because I want to watch TV shows with good bad guys. Damn it. Echo is here. She is here. Yes. So... Kate and Clint are in the taxi. Wakey, wakey, Hawkeye. Bad dialogue, in my opinion. I didn't write any specifics of it down because I didn't care to. Um, and then we get what I've described here in my notes as a corn music video villain entrance with all the red lighting and the fucking the grimy industrial metal music playing. Which she can't um, even hear, which is very ironic. She can't even hear it. Um, just yeah, I don't know. Where where do we go from here? Final um, thoughts. Hopefully, to some shenanigans, and hopefully, a couple of scenes where um, Hawkeye and Hawkeye Junior have to fight in the dark or without sound, and some nice. Um, innovative action scenes. That's what I'm looking forward to. Does and, Kingpin uh, show up in this prediction? Well, um, I heard rumors. More modern rumors of um, good old uh, Charlie Cox appearing as Daredevil in the new Spider-Man movie. I can keep my fingers crossed. And remember, I should know. You might, you might not know. There's a massive Jessica Jones connection with Kate Bishop from the comics. So. I'm, I'm keeping everything crossed. Yeah. In the comics, uh, Kate was almost mentored every bit as much by Jessica Jones as she was by um by Hawkeye, especially in the early days. Yeah. So I'm hoping they bring know. all that into it. I don't know if I want Jessica Jones training my my kid, although you know, Kate well, she could be worse than the her mum. <laughs> yeah, exactly. at, least, but, you know, at least Jessica Jones is indestructible, and if she stands in front of her, she's uh, going to take a bullet for her. What's one going to do? 
Here, here's, have a sword. Here's how to um, juggle some drink a whole heads. bottle of whiskey and get your head smashed against the headboard repeatedly for three hours go. and survive. Yes. And then also maybe fire some arrows. I don't know. I don't care. Whatever whatever you want in doing your spare time. You know, all about the, you know, abusive relationship, PTSD and, and alcoholic coping mechanisms. And now stepdad from hell. Thanks, mum. So lucky you just got mild Avengers musical PTSD. Um, mm. Hawkeye with a hearing aid that he's never once used. <laughs> <laughs> they literally that. I mean, the hearing aids in the comics, and they just yeah. never once. They never had any injury. You know, once. how we said at the beginning about how like they clearly had no idea in um, Man of Steel that they were going to do the Batman thing and all of that. They there was never any intention to have that hearing aid. They just felt like. Yeah, you know, we should probably just put that in there just to keep people off of our backs. And oh, by the way, Hawkeye was deaf. Yeah, pretty okay. much. It's fine. Well, I'm, I like I'm, the I'm, fact they better late than never. They brought it in. They, they they worked it in there, and it doesn't detract. But mm. you know, it's still noticeable. Um, but you know, and are they going to? It's going to come up in the plot. There'll be a thing with a hearing aid oh, yeah. and it'll do the oh, frequency yeah. thing. Yeah. You know, they'll set something up worthy of having it in there. I trust in the writers. I was in love with Loki for the first couple of episodes and I came round by the end. Um, same with Falcon and Winter Soldier. So I, I, I trust in the regime. I'll shield for another week and I will see everyone here, hopefully next week where can they find you on the medias oh blimey um it's hard to escape me oh, i mentioned <laughs> yeah, um, so many fingers so many pies uh easiest way to read my work across dc comics news dark knight news fantastic universes and uh, cbis to just type steve j ray or fantastic universes into your search engine of choice and to hear these dulcet tones in a British accent, like my friend Dean, um, just uh, listen to the DC Comics News podcast. Uh, I am the Knight, where my offspring and I chat about Batman the Animated Series every week, or on the Comics Emotion feed with Superheroes for Dummies, where the listeners tell us who they want us to talk about, and they send in all their questions for us to answer. Or on Twitter, at Elstevo, E-L underscore S-T-E-E-V-O. That's a spiel and a half right there. Yeah. That's impressive. <laughs> You can get me on Twitter at Dean Lewis 2099. That is it. Sometimes you'll get me over on the um, Jcast Network talking Star Wars. We'll be covering Book of Boba Fett when that comes out soon. Might have some other um, potential shows in the works, some Spodan-related stuff, you know, some other stuff. Who knows? All kinds of stuff. What is life? What is love? Baby, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. No more. I don't know why I did that. See everyone next week. <laughs>